0: Paul, I had such a ridiculous day with work that I could not take bad news. So this is this is a good thing.
1: Yeah, um, we can have nice things, can't we?
0: Apparently we can. <laughs> this, one, this one time. This <laughs> well, one time. Cause
1: that th- that's just because I think all Suns fans were so adamant that we weren't going to get it that we willed it into existence in the biggest reverse jinx of all time
0: i like that i like that we should do that more often as suns fans maybe we can work that into a championship sometime soon what is going on suns fans justin here and with me as always is my podcasting partner paul
1: that guy in a
0: little coat <laughs> And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, your one and only Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That is you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Oceans Over Airplanes. Check them out at OceansOverAirplanes.com. And this week, a little special intro being a instant conversation between Paul and I when the Suns got... The number, number one, one pick, pick in the 2018 NBA draft. That was my like announcer voice. Was that good? I don't. Even, I don't know. I talked
1: over it. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, I'm gonna assume it was good. I bet it was good. It's probably awesome. Thanks,
1: Paul. Ruined it. I think but, it'll be good because we talked at the same time, and perfect. now we just wasted. <laughs> perfect, 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 perfect.
0: So, uh, anyway, in case you have indeed been living under a rock and not on Twitter or possibly the internet, on Easter Island. Sure, sure. Uh, gee, what? <laughs>
1: Somewhere far away with no TVs.
0: The Suns did, in fact, land the number one pick in the NBA draft this year. They won the draft lottery. They had a 25% chance to do so. This is the fourth year in a row where the team with the highest odds actually won. Uh, and, well, I think it was much to the shock of pretty much all of Sun's Nation. What would you say, Paul?
1: Yeah, we were definitely uh, preparing for the worst. I mean, I, there's definitely a lot of, oh, yeah, looking forward to drafting uh, Jaron Jackson at number four, things like that. So, and like legitimately having discussions of, okay, which is going to be more crushing if we see it show up at four or if we get into the top three and then get three?
0: See, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get, I didn't get that debate. In fact, I didn't see that it. debate outside of you bringing it up to me. I mean, four, I think, is
1: I mean, immediately long,
0: worse. I mean, right?
1: No, well, because you don't get any hope there. It just it happened. Okay, yeah, we're done. But you get into the top three, you're like, we're in the, we're in the sweepstakes. We're in the showcase showdown. We can win the car. And we got 20 cents on the wheel.
0: This son of a bitch
1: <laughs> got a dollar and I did not. I got you. Okay. That's yeah. what
0: you're saying. But you know what? We don't even need to go into the conversation.
1: You know why? Cause
0: because we got the number one pick.
1: <laughs> it was it was definitely fun to watch and like definitely took me a good like 10 seconds to like process that it actually happened. Sure. Because I'm just like – I'm sitting there. I'm watching it go. I'm like, Okay. The Hawks got the third pick. The Kings got the second. Processing, processing.
0: <laughs> Who's going to get one? I, I'm not quite sure. Dude, I, I was the opposite. When I, when I when I saw the Kings card come up, I let out this really odd-sounding yell, and my daughter from the other room actually yelled to me to make sure I was okay because <laughs> she had never heard me make such a sound before. Uh, and I told her, yes, sweetie, it is all good. This is all good stuff. Um, but – I mean, this ends a long, long line of well, fifty pain years and misery. Yeah, well, fifty years of not having the number one draft pick. Uh, you know, Neil Walk. God bless his soul, but he's no Lou Alcindor, or, or Although on, what, I don't know whatever happened to Lou Cinder, right? He
1: yeah, he went, disappeared. He, yeah, yeah. You don't hear about hey, hey, Lou yeah, any
0: all that much. But um, all right, bad jokes. We can do them here too, Dave King. Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean, we talk about that history. You look at last year, Suns had the, what, the second best, <laughs> excuse me, odds to get the number one pick, ended up with the fourth pick, which was totally fine because Josh Jackson, I think, well, I was touting Probably him as been the number the second, one pick. I was touting yeah. him as the number one pick going back to, you know what, November of 16 or whenever the heck that was. Um, and then prior to that, the year before, 2016, stayed at four, go back a few years before that, 2013. Uh, they had the fourth best odds and ended up slipping down to five and got this gem of a guy named Alex Len. Although in that draft, you know, it's kind of like, well, that kind of is what it is. Yeah. You
1: look at that. The, the best player in the top 10 was CJ McCollum. Right. Well, and then who's taking 10th
0: <laughs> and you, and, and, and going back even further. Yeah. Uh, the Suns have actually had some luck in the draft lottery back in 1987. They, actually moved up five spots to get the number two pick and ended up selecting Armin Gilliam right behind David Robinson and in front of Scotty Pippen, Reggie Kevin Miller, Johnson. I think, Kevin Johnson. Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson. Um, there was one other name that was on the, Reggie Lewis, I believe. Uh, God rest No, Horace Grant. Horace Grant also. But at any rate, uh, so point being, the draft lottery has not exactly been –
1: the Suns' uh, friend? Kind
0: to the Suns, even when the Suns were, were doing well. So hopefully this year that changes um, everything around. The Suns don't blow this by, I don't know, taking Jaron Jackson. I like Jaron Jackson, but obviously not number one. So, right. you know, I think what we have now to look forward to, quote unquote. Oh, before I go into that, I thought another interesting little twist on this was the fact that, so the Suns have had all this long extended history of bad luck in the draft in the draft lottery and when they actually did the ping pong ball draw that's behind closed doors and is now on nba.com if anybody's interested in watching it because the nba is very concerned about people still thinking it's rigged i (laughs) no longer think it's rigged i don't know why suddenly my mind has not changed but
1: well adam silver doesn't hate uh sarver as much exactly
0: exactly so the sun's combination came up not once not twice, but thrice. Three times the Suns' combination for the number one pick came up before the Kings came up and ended up with the number two pick. Uh, if that made sense, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. You have all this, all this bad luck for all this extended period of time, and then in this draft, it's like, mm. okay, here we'll let you have it three times in a row. This does nothing you for know, you. You so get
1: the first, second, and third pick.
0: That's what I would. I, I think that would be fair. Uh, That's how it the, the way, works, right? Especially the way the the Suns have been screwed by David Stern so many times. Yeah, uh, I think Adam Silver could do us a solid by doing that. Probably. Yeah, we oh, just, probably probably not going to have it.
1: Just throw out this whole like Doncic, eight uh, and debate. We'll just take them both, and you know, just to throw in for good measure, we'll take a flyer on. I don't know. Who do you want? Who do you want the third pick?
0: <laughs> I'll even take like like a lower top <laughs> ten pick, and then we can get shy Gilgeous Alexander.
1: Yeah, but sure.
0: At, at any rate, uh, you, you kind of alluded to it already, but now Suns Nation, Suns Twitterverse, dudes that talk about the Suns walking on the street, I don't know, whatever, can spend the next month, month and a half or so.
1: Arguing with each other.
0: Arguing about <laughs> DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah, I don't think Suns Twitter is has never body. experienced this before, and it does not know how to handle it. I mean, in previous years when you're dealing with, like, a later pick, you know, there's all kinds of variables. of Like, you don't even know who's going to be available. So it's like, okay, who's potentially available? And, like, it's okay to, like, have your favorites and whatnot. But in this situation, we get the pick of the litter. And we can't afford to screw it up. And everybody's got their opinion. And everybody is... You know, they're dividing into camps and, you know, it's turning into the battle scene in uh, Anchorman.
0: <laughs> that should be how they actually determine who they pick.
1: It should. Yes. Just
0: have a battle royale <laughs> involving maybe a four on four yeah. and the last team with somebody alive.
1: That's the dude they pick. <laughs> and You have a bunch of scrubs show up. We're we're repping Jared Jackson. oh
0: boy look look at this tommy boy reference already tonight and an anchorman reference i'd say it's a good start bring the the funny paul (laughs) bring the funny so i don't know paul do you want to get into this ayton donchich Maybe we should just go rogue and say we want Jaron Jackson at number one just to drive everybody truly insane. I
1: want Trey Young. Trey Young. At number one. What? She's going to be the best guy. Right. And Then Paul's going to be like, I told you guys. Remember <laughs> I, I said it on the podcast. podcast We're j- half jokingly said I wanted Trey Young. So, so
0: Paul, now that the Suns actually have the number one pick— Yes. You were you were Camp Doncic, and then uh, you conceded at least on one, maybe a couple of occasions that I had brought you to <laughs> the dark side, if you will, and uh, got you onto Team Aiton.
1: Yes. Where do I stand now?
0: Where are you now that the Suns actually hold that number one pick and, and fate is truly in their
1: hands? I am thoroughly camped in Team Switzerland.
0: <laughs> you would.
1: I am. It's... I don't want because this is literally turning into a presidential election where you're just tur- it's here's this shitty stuff that's about Every, this other guy. We're not talking. Everyone's about what's,
0: blinded by their own beliefs.
1: Everyone's blinded by who they like, and they're just shitting on the other guy. And I don't want to get into a situation where I pick one guy, and that's the guy I'm going to ride for, and then the sons actually pick the other guy, and then I'm like. I have this bias, which will probably go away immediately because, you know, it's sports and we love the Suns. And assuming he does good, whichever one of them it is, I'll, all of that will be water under the bridge.
0: Right. And and this is a com- on a completely unrelated topic, but I, I did hear somewhere that Doncic, Doncic likes to kick puppies. So I don't know. I mean, take that for what it's worth if you're – Depending he, on, you know, if you're trying to, to pick a camp here, I'm just saying. He
1: likes to steal old people's canes and walkers while they're using them.
0: <laughs> okay. I thought kicking puppies was more than sufficient, but you just had to go and bring it to walkers and canes. Um, so you're, you're really going to sit here right now and just tell me you're not going to, like, have an opinion, Paul. Tell, or, or at least explain to me why you don't want to have an opinion
1: because because what both of those guys provide are things that the suns need though they're both very different things so i feel that either one of them could slide very seamlessly into the sun's rotation and provide hopefully that i mean assuming that they're good assuming that they live up to even 80% of the hype They're going to, they'd be a quality starter, if not star, hopefully, I mean, we obviously love to have a generational talent, but you know, those are rare and
0: hence, hence the name.
1: Yes. Hence the name. Hence. (laughs) And so I want to, I'm focusing on the positive because you know, we are the podcast of positivity here, Justin podcast of optimism, Paul, get it right. Okay, podcast of optimism, positivity, <laughs> optimism, whatever. <laughs> you know, you're talking about to the to the pessimists of the group here, and I I just I want to stay positive. I want to enjoy who we get, and I don't want to be like angry when that pick comes. Well, you so, okay.
0: Oh, go let's, go ahead, finish. Sorry, so right.
1: I'm just I, I'm I mean, if you if you put a gun to my head and ha- asked me to pick, I would probably pick Aiden. But, and literally as I'm saying that, like, I was like, am I going to say Donch or Aiden? <laughs> a comes coming- first. I'll just go with that. <laughs> I, think I literally switched it the last second. Um, but be just because I like the balance that he would bring to the Suns' offense. And there are some red flags with Donch's offense that I'm a little bit concerned about. We were talking about it uh, before we started, like, with regards to his shooting and whatnot. Um, but I, I like what Aiden brings. So from that perspective, and that's a lot of what kind of what turned me earlier in the season when we were talking about it was just from the standpoint of, we have Booker in the backcourt, that idea of that Kobe and Shaq 2.0, even though, uh, the players are slightly different, you know, they have different skill sets and whatnot, but that one, two combination of a guy in the front court and a guy in the backcourt who are huge stars, and you can just build pieces around that, that fill in all the, like the defensive and, you know, shooting needs and things like that around those guys works really well in my brain. More so than having all of our firepower and all of our star power, like surrounding the perimeter. And then what do we have up front? Because just like, like quality starters at best.
0: Right. And, and and I'll speak really quickly to your point of the, the, the concept of picking a side, for lack of a better way of putting it, right. and then being angry or upset when the pick goes a different direction. Right. You know, I'm team Aiton. I've been mm. team Aiton. I don't anticipate changing my mind from team Aiton, but I can say that if the Suns were to pick Doncic, which I don't think they will, I wouldn't necessarily be upset or angry because I think both players are going to be... Let me say this. I think Doncic is going to be an excellent player. I think Aiton's going to be more excellent. He's going to be a better player in the long run. Um, So, you know, they'd be getting a piece, even if they went with Doncic, they'd be getting a piece that is a solid addition, uh, is going to improve the team and, you know, is, is all around just, you know, a positive addition to the, the Phoenix Suns franchise. But again, I'd still think that Aiton is going to be long-term the, the, the better NBA player. Uh, I really think that Aiton is going to be one of those generational talents,
1: right? And I mean, I, I was I was reading through Suns Twitter today and whatnot, and something I wanted to bring up was from the standpoint of people ta- people were making the argument against Aiton because of how the NBA is shifting and going more perimeter oriented and whatnot, and I disagree with that argument. I think a lot of that shift had to do with we had a long period of time where we really didn't have good big men coming into the league.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's shifting with this generation that's coming right now with like Embiid, Towns, Anthony,
0: Anthony Davis, Anthony
1: Davis, um, you know, Aiton and all of these guys, you know, have these big man skills that are awesome and they also can bring it out to the perimeter as well. So it, it's kind of a moot point. To be like that's a knock on Aiton because the game's more perimeter oriented. Right. I mean, the guy shoots thirty four percent from three and will probably shoot better than that once he is playing basketball full time.
0: Yeah, and that's that's one thing that I've said about Aiton. You know, on multiple episodes of this podcast is that what you've seen of him at U of A, Doesn't I believe is the only the, it's only the, yeah it's only the tip of the iceberg because. He has the ability to step out and shoot the ball, but frankly, in Pac-12 play – and well, we don't need to talk about the NCAA tournament, but in Pac-12 play and in and, you know the, the non-conference schedule, there was no reason for him to do that because right. he's just so dominant down low uh, with, with guys at the college level. Now, obviously, at the NBA level, he's going to be playing against dudes that are bigger and stronger than the guys he played against in college, but – for that reason, I think we're going to see more of that ability to step out, um, shoot the ball from outside, <laughs> put the ball on the floor, even. And just to step back, you know, you had mentioned red flags with Doncic, and and one of them being a shooting. <laughs> just for the, the to, to back that up, or to at least provide some insight as to where you're coming from. Uh, this season, Doncic uh, overall. So this includes EuroLeague play and and the uh, you know the club. Team club competition mm. uh, league yeah Real Madrid ACB yeah, um, well I think it's both Real Madrid right yeah it's just different leagues that they play in this I don't is know true. To, I, I don't know how to do stuff in yeah. soccer it's like soccer out there I don't know man yeah um, but he's averaging fourteen and a half points a game overall uh, four point seven assists five point two rebounds uh, shooting overall forty six percent but he's only shooting thirty one percent from three point range. And I, I, I've done a little bit more digging uh, as, as the Ayton <laughs> Doncic debate heated up even over the past few weeks. I kind of started looking at Doncic month by month this season. And this perhaps is the more alarming thing to me. And I don't know, maybe maybe it shouldn't be, but it is. His performance has pretty much gone down month by month. This season, and obviously last week or whatever it was, he had the first triple double in what, ACB play or maybe it was EuroLeague play since I don't know, like 1997 or something ridiculous right. like that. But uh, that aside, you I mean, his three point percentage month by month: October was 36.2, November was 31.3, December was 32.8, January is 34.5. February was 17.4, March was Ooh. 25%, April was 28%, 28.6%. And that similar type of progression or regression occurred with his field goal shooting as well. And over the past few months, his, his scoring has gone down, uh, at least when you're looking at where he was the first month of the season, the first couple months of the season. And I don't know <laughs> really what that indicates, does it indicate he came out hot, got a lot of attention, right. got a little goodness. hype when he was hot, <laughs> right? And then and then is cooled down. Uh, I think he was injured at some point too, so maybe that played into it. But you know, obviously the kid's nineteen, so consistency is not going to necessarily be there automatically. I mean, look at Josh Jackson this year, right? But that being said, that type of consistent decline in performance, at least when you're looking at the just the numbers. Uh, I think is 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 troubling to me, and perhaps the most troubling thing that I've seen uh, in regard to um, his game. I mean, you know, we, we people talk about the lack of elite elite athleticism. You know, so be it. There are guys in the NBA that have succeeded without elite athleticism that are, are wing Two players time. like.
1: I'm sorry, Steve Nash. I was always a oh. big knock on him. <laughs>
0: I was like, what'd you say? Uh, yeah, Nash, um, uh, Manu Ginobili, aside from the fact that they're both foreign players, Paul. I know. Um, are they all, all three of them are foreign players. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Uh, but, you know, that that type of stat regression, and maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. If I am, I'm sure somebody will set me straight at some point. But uh, that's that's one of my biggest things with with Doncic. And-
1: Feel free to do so in the comments. oh that
0: reminds me remember that like a month ago when we actually did that thing where we read a comment from like the iTunes uh, right ratings and then we said or no we brought it up and then we said we're gonna read it we never did so why don't you talk about something and I'm totally gonna pull up (laughs) iTunes right now and I'm gonna read because we got a couple that one of which I thought was just kind of hilarious because it was more of an observation than a comment
1: Was great. but so time to fill time yeah paul the floor is yours
0: i'm gonna do this really slowly too
1: i mean honestly the, th- the thing where it's all recency bias for us uh with regards to um these picks to be honest and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that those of us here in america between ncaa basketball and um the nba unless you're a huge, 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 oops junkie who or somebody who kind of does this for a living doesn't really watch a lot of Euroball. It's, you know, not on at the best times. You gotta go onto some weird sketchy sites to get feeds. <laughs> what? <laughs> Justin TV. What? <laughs> and just so we haven't seen a lot outside of YouTube clips and highlight reels that are designed to show the best of a player. We haven't seen really seen a lot of Doncic. So so much of our opinion on him is truly anecdotal and it's not it's not concrete at all, unfortunately. And he could be so much better or so much worse than what we think he is and there's and there is a legit concern about the idea that for some reason NBA scouting really falters in being able to translate success in Euro league to success in America. I, and you see that, I mean, I'm not going to harp on that. I don't really don't want to harp on this because it's kind of a stupid thing to say, but like look how good Mike James is playing in Europe. He's like sure. balling out out there. And he was at best the third string guard in the NBA who got cut. Right, could even hold on for one season. Did you find the reviews? Yeah, I did. I was just Thank waiting.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna read two of them because there are only two on there. But We're, we'll uh, be more happy to have more. Yes, five stars by by all means, rate and review. Stealing this from the solar panel guys, but rate and review, and when we remember to do it, we'll we'll, we'll read some of the comments on uh, on the podcast. So. First one from Alexander Nine One Seven. Love this podcast. die hard Suns fan living in Connecticut, surrounded by New York media. My condolences, Alexander. Keep fighting the hey, good I was fight, bored guys. In Connecticut. Uh, good, good for you, Paul. Um, <laughs> keep fighting the good fight, guys. And I'll, I'll say it like Espo. Five star review. Did I say it like Espo? Was that good?
1: That actually was pretty solid. That nice. I just sounded a lot like him. Okay.
0: Nice. Um, okay, I'll read the second one too. It's titled "A Phoenix Suns Podcast" from Bloomfill or Blomfield, maybe, Blomfield too. If you love the Phoenix Suns, this is a podcast that talks about them. It is, and other stuff too. That's usually off topic, but I just loved that when I read. I'm like, that's just—he's like, literally saying what we do. That's 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 outstanding. But you know, the important part, Paul.
1: Five stars
0: five star review so thank you very much guys or gals for listening rating reviewing and like i said if we remember to do it we'll keep reading these um uh on 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 the episodes in the future so okay that tangent's done i totally lost any train of thought that we had going yeah we're done um
1: (laughs) and and that will wrap up
0: this episode I guess I haven't necessarily stated it yet this podcast, but uh-huh. you don't have to put a gun to my head to say that I, I
1: want I want DeAndre Ayton. Right, um, and I, I think he'll look great in the Suns uniform.
0: He will. Now here's the question: How about We're oh, ready for this? You know what number DeAndre Ayton was wearing in college, right? Twelve. Close.
1: Thirteen. Yes. Who else Is wore thirteen?
0: Ring of Honor member that wore thirteen.
1: Well, I mean, that's the reason there is a Ring of Honor is that they don't ever officially retire a number.
0: I think they still do, even though they put the they don't put the number up there. I feel like this came up in some other conversation, and I looked it up, and they still have those numbers of the Ring of Honor guys listed as retired numbers. I could also <laughs> Says, be make. I could also who be has making this
1: retired up. Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> it's probably Wikipedia. I don't
1: know. <laughs> well, I mean, I do know there. I do remember for for a fact that when Nash left the Suns, very, 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 way too soon after it, Marks and Gortat went into asking if he could switch his number to 13 because apparently that was his preferred number.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And they're like, what the hell are you doing, dude? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I think if DeAndre Ayton went to Suns or called up Steve Nash and said, hey, Steve, would you mind if I wore 13? I feel like, I feel like they would probably be – he'd probably be just fine with that. But again, that, that I guess assumes that it's a, a retired number and I don't have any corroborating evidence to support that outside of my recollection of looking it up one time. Uh, that could have been many, many months if not years ago. Well, 12 is still available. <laughs> Okay, well, maybe or, 30, or thirty-one. Sean Marion.
1: Oh, he's is he is Sean Marion in the Ring of Honor? No, no, because he was he was in the league longer than Nash was. Nash was out before he was, so he he deserves it. it I mean, both it, him you know, and Stoudemire should be in, should get in.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. At some point, both those guys should should definitely be in, and then someday DeAndre Ayton will be in there too, right next to Devin Booker. Right next to the championship banners that the Suns are gonna have.
1: Oh yeah, not one, not two. Oh, god, don't do that. <laughs> it's not, let's not jinx it before it starts,
0: dude. The other thing that obviously there's a connection with with the Suns, and, and this is gonna be kind of interesting to see how this this comes into play if it does at all is obviously the um, Kakoshkov connection with with Doncic, right? And how much how much, if any, input kakashkov is going to have into where the suns go with this
1: with this draft pick right and to that point i honestly feel like the the Doncic hive blew up on twitter following the kakashkov hire it's like they were just kind of sitting there like waiting and they're just like assuming that because igor was hired Right. I, I, just, yeah, I did try not to say it again because it's still really hard. <laughs> um, it's really not
0: that hard, Kakoshkov. Yeah, but it doesn't flow yet.
1: Okay.
0: I feel Seeing like we, two we just individuals had to relearn
1: with, how to say it for the third time.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan McDonough. <laughs> I feel like two individuals with our last names should never complain about pronouncing somebody else's
1: last name, Paul. Touche. Anyway, that. It just seems like – I mean, yeah, there were guys who were definitely pro Doncic that were out there. But then it was like – they went all in on it and it seems like I see more pro-Donchik like Donchik talk out there than I'm seeing Aiden talk. So
0: – I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that, but I will agree with the fact that it blew up
1: when Koshkov like, was hired. Yeah, it's like an I, assumption I – there's that ob- it's like that. There's a connection there.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like suddenly people that maybe were on the fence suddenly decided they would voice their positions as Doncic supporters because they're like, well, now we know that he's going to come here because they fi- they they hired his old coach. I almost said they fired his old coach. Look at that. I'm already like jumping to <laughs> two years from now. The coaching carousel. Good <laughs> lord. See what you've done to me, Phoenix Suns. Do you see? Do you see? Um. But, you know, I'll say one other thing when it comes to this whole Aiton Doncic um, argument, and we're gonna hear so much about this for the next month and a half. Now that I think about it, it's giving me a headache. Right. I might just I might just sign just wake me up for the draft, okay? I might just sign out of social media, ignore all sports pages, etc.
1: You can't do that because you nope. don't have any other interests. Not a
0: possible <laughs> chance I can do that. I have other interests,
1: Paul. You start playing video games again?
0: I still play video games, thank you very much. 36-year-old man has no shame about his Xbox. That's right. Uh, and I know there's plenty of you along with me out there. Be proud, fellas. But at any rate, like I said earlier, okay, both are going to be good NBA players. I think, though, and I made this comparison before we started uh, you know, chatting or recording, I look at it as the level of NBA and I'm going to hesitate a bunch of times when I, when I go through this because I'm using a lot of very strong words and strong comparisons. And I'm not by any means saying that either of these players are going to necessarily get there, but that's where I see the best case scenario going. So comparative levels of NBA greatness, if you will, I look at, Doncic and I think frankly with with the with the shortcomings with his athletic ability with the style of play that he has um and you can tell me that I'm wrong on this comparison Paul if you want to but I I see him being you know a a Mano ginobili level player hopefully with you know less flopping and less just looking like cousin balky I don't know um but I look at Ayton and I'll use Aiton's own analogy, and that is I, I see him being a transcendent player uh, you know, to the level and the impact of Shaq. And I'm not saying he's going to have the same type of game as Shaq because obviously Aiton isn't seven foot and like 320 or whatever the hell Shaq was. Um, but I think the impact that he's going to be able to bring to the floor is going to be on par in the best case scenario with, um, with, with Shaq. So that's why I, I also you know lean Aton, because I just see his ceiling being higher than Doncic's ceiling, because again, I think we've still barely scraped the surface of what Aton is able to do on a basketball court. I mean, the dude is six foot 10, 260 pounds with a 43and a half inch vertical and athleticism and a polished post game already at 19. And I know a lot of times people talk about, you know, the knock on him being the defense. I've said it before. I'll say it now. I'll probably say it again. But I can't see somebody with those types of tools not turning into a good NBA defender, a guy that's going to pull the Suns out of the, well, I guess they can't get worse because they had the worst defense in the league last year and maybe, mm-hmm. f- you know, the, the four years before, I don't know. But pulling them out of even mediocrity when it comes to defense and putting them into a, you know, a respectable level.
1: Right. Yeah. I get, I get that. I, I can, I completely see that. And that's, I think, like I said before, if I had to put a gun to my head and I'd pick somebody, I'd go with Aiton. I think particularly bringing him in, I think hopefully Tyson with a player like Aiton, Tyson Chandler can actually be Mm -hmm. more of a mentor than what he has been able to provide for Chris or Bender. I think this should. I think that might just be a issue of personality, possibly. Not that they disconnect, but just don't connect in the way to truly help Tyson help those guys bring out the best in them. Granted, I don't know what goes behind behind closed doors or all you know, supposition. Yep. And, all and, supposition. And I think
0: I think also it's just you know a matter of it's the skill set, the build, the abilities that you uh, Bender and Chris have shown are, you know, they haven't shown flashes that they could be the type of defender that, you know, Tyson Chandler was in his heyday. Whereas I think that, I again, I think that Aiton absolutely can do that. So I think Chandler would be the perfect guy. I mean, if they draft Aiton, then conversations we've had in the past about waving and extending Chandler or, or waving and stretching Chandler or trading him, Super I, I say forget those because let's keep him around – for what his last year on his contract, yeah, and, and let him uh, provide as much tutelage as he can to to DeAndre Ayton.
1: And can right. I tell you how
0: excited I am about DeAndre Ayton becoming a Phoenix Sun? <laughs> if that happens, by the way, that's two years in a row I called the Suns' draft pick. Yes, and the two years in a row where I called the Suns' draft pick in at like the beginning of the season. <laughs> Not to pat myself on the back, but I'm gonna I actually like physically pat myself on the back right now. See, I just did it.
1: I see that. So what else, Paul? Um, I don't know, man. There's not much left.
0: This is why during the summer we like to go on our little vacations. We, like it is. we There's we not a lot to talk about. There's not a lot <laughs> to talk about. I think maybe the next time we, you no, know, we'll check in around the draft. I'm sure. Maybe leading up to the draft, summer league. If Paul's wife lets him go this year, you know, we'll we'll see. And I really guess we can always check in too and see where Paul stands on the Aiton Doncic. See if uh, I've changed my because opinion because I, I have a feeling I, you know I look at it like this. Remember the remember the Chris Bender debate. Back, yeah, back when the Suns you know had the number four <laughs> so pick. That we got both. Ended up getting both. I dude, I went back. I swear to God, back and forth on that like uh, daily, up to the point of the actual draft, and and then I'm like, okay, I want them. I want them to take Bender. Okay, they took Bender, and then they trade for Chris. I'm like, well, good thing I went through all of that. You know, <laughs> if the Suns manage to swing a trade and just take both of these guys, that'd be fantastic. I
1: doubt that's going to happen just because too. Sacramento needs it too. Okay, actually, here's a, so, something to discuss. So, because I'm a pessimist, and because <laughs> hashtag we can't have nice things, my biggest concern... About this whole situation is we're going to pick wrong, right? I think that's everybody's biggest concern that we're going to pick a guy, and that's the guy who ends up being the bust. Mm-hmm. But the other guy is going to Sacr- Sacramento, and
0: so sucks for sa- him anyway. Is that what you're saying? I've been no, to Sacramento. I,
1: well, I mean, I have been to Sacramento. Yeah, I mean that I feel sorry for. Um, just, <laughs> no offense to anybody
0: listening in Sacramento.
1: <laughs> There's a nice little bed and breakfast halfway between Sacramento and Modesto. It's huh, you're right. looking to get away <laughs>
0: that old mining town with a lot of very oddly named uh shopping centers and uh, i'm gonna <laughs> leave collect, it at that people can go ahead and research it themselves if they're so inclined but it's yeah the,
1: the, there's just there's a mining term that has been co-opted by um an industry that uh <laughs> has entertainment many we'll call terms. It. yes 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 so um anyway any rate, anyway just the thinking about Either of those players being on that team, um, Kellen Olson brought it up uh, uh, over on Empire of the Suns. I was listening to earlier today, and he brought up the idea of if Doncic goes to Sacramento and then he's playing in a backcourt with Bogdan Bogdanovich, and then they become really good. And then just the sadness that Suns fans would have that we could have had that.
0: Why? 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 Why even got to say that, man? It's not cool.
1: It's not cool. Because hashtag we can't have nice things. And then, but then the other side of it, I, I think about the idea of like Aiton up there with a backcourt of Fox and Bogdan, because I think both of the I think that would be a similarly pretty cool bat like backcourt tandem with Aiden. So like both teams are in a really good position right now to assuming both of these guys meet the majority that, I mean, obviously not their ceiling, but they reach they're not busts, and they actually re- reach some type of star potential. I think both teams are actually looking, looking, to be in some pretty good shape moving forward, and I might actually enjoy watching a Sacramento Kings game again.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's happened since you know the the,
1: the, the Weber Bibby days.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the Laker Kings <laughs> battles back in the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. They're both teams are definitely in 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 good position. I mean, you know, at this point with the Suns, what we've all gone through collectively as Suns fans for the past four years eight years well let's 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 start it off at the
1: the true rebuild the
0: restart of the rebuild after that near playoff run right um getting this number one draft pick has pretty much
1: that's been the goal
0: topped yeah this this is this this is the icing icing on top of misery i have no idea it's Yeah, it's been the goal, And, and now we've basically gone through that rebuild. McDonough has the players that he wants on this team, and now he has the number one pick. And, you know, I think McDonough's reaction when they got the number one pick was quite telling.
1: We snatched victory from the jaws of defeat.
0: And he was, you know, he he did a little like sign of the cross thank God, he was was teary eyed. And, you know, maybe he was, there's, there's speculation as to whether he was just tired or if he was crying out of joy. I mean, it could be, I think he, I think he got a little emotional. He he should, because now he truly has his chance to put his stamp on this team. And this pick is, this pick is, this pick is his job.
1: Yeah, this is his job. At this point. Yeah, Um, And I guess, I
0: guess theoretically also what else maybe happens during the off season, but primarily this pick, because I, again, with Aiton, I I see the Suns, we're not going to, we're not going to jump right into, you know, championship contenders, probably not going to jump right into a playoff team, but I, I see the Suns getting, you know, 10 more wins next year if they end up adding Aiton. Again, depending on what else they do during that offseason, but this is this is it for McDonough. This is this is his time to shine or his right. time to burst into flames. And you know, we've we've said this in the past. I think we said this before we really even got into this podcast, not this episode, but the podcast in general a couple seasons ago. In McD We Trust, you know, I, I've mm-hmm. I've and, and perhaps that's part of my everlasting optimism coming out, but we have a guy who has a plan. He hit on, he hit on Booker. He's, he's made some mistakes, but he's made some solid moves. He's managed to turn bad situations with players into good, um, uh, returns and turn in, in, regard to trades. And, and he
1: caused some of those situations. Right. Sure. But, but he managed, to,
0: right. He managed to, you know, come out of it with first round draft picks, you know, right. And, and, and there, there's something to be said about that. But, you know, from my perspective, when you have a team like the sons who are going through an obvious rebuild and have been for the past four plus years as a fan, you can't really do anything, but just put your faith in that guy. That's making the decisions for the team. Right. And, you know, McDonough came from a good, a good, uh, foundation in terms of learning and growing and figuring out how to be a GM, um, through his time with the, with the Celtics. And at the end of the day, He has his wish and hopefully all those years of saying in McD we trust comes, you know, to doesn't come back and kick us in the ass and end up with us having to, you know, be like the magic right now, just in a never ending cycle of rebuilding.
1: Yeah, I don't want to be the magic. I really don't.
0: Me neither. Imagine how good that team would have been if Shaq didn't leave to go to LA.
1: Yeah.
0: They were they were on they were on the precipice at that point with him, Penny. Right. I love, by the way, though the Magic sent Lil Penny to to the NBA draft lottery. I thought that was outstanding. Yeah. Forgot what, about what, that. What, what what a sheer genius move. I mean, obviously it didn't really work out, but hey, it was it was it was a great idea. So, at any what rate, about when,
1: like oh. actually, the Magic had a couple good, like if. If Grant Hill hadn't gotten hurt, Mm -hmm. and they were weren't they like really close to getting Tim Duncan? Like imagine that team of McGrady, Hill, and Duncan.
0: That's that. That would be a good team. And I don't know. I I don't recall them being close to getting Tim Duncan. But I have no reason to think you're wrong, Paul. Um, Well, you know. but we, we don't need to talk about what could have been and should have been with the Magic and their misery. But it actually makes me feel a little better as a Suns fan. You know, at least we haven't gone through all of that. Uh, but at any rate, what do you say? I think, I think we're good this yeah, evening here.
1: I think we can call it. Yeah, you know,
0: again, off season we'll be, we'll be in and out uh, throughout the summer, I think. Uh, Paul, though, might be appearing on Solar Panel repeatedly and you know, <laughs> uh, doing all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll which,
1: see how it goes we'll, we'll we'll
0: be around summer summer's kind of a you know it's it's like it's like another lottery for suns fans that listen to this podcast because maybe maybe one week we'll be there, maybe we won't who knows we'll see but but we'll be around um and we'll keep giving you our our surely right. enjoyable ramblings and uh, off the wall thoughts about the Phoenix Suns and about mm-hmm. other random crap that you know doesn't really matter but hopefully entertains people at least yeah to some I
1: mean. I think everybody expects it to be a busy summer for the Suns Mm -hmm. because it sounds like they're ready to... The the teardown is complete. It's now time to rebuild, like truly build up and take what we have and turn it into something that's cohesive and better. (laughs) And so I would be surprised if we have a lot of movement similar to that first year that McDonough took over the team. Sure.
0: Well, one thing that I've seen pop up too... And this will be the last thing. Is, is the idea of the Suns trading the number one pick? Can I can I just say that if somebody thinks that the Suns should trade the number one pick, like hit me up because I'll come by and slap you? Because no, <laughs> just God, no. Like, don't, know. And I can't see any, any situation in the world where Ryan McDonough is going to go, yeah, okay, all this that I've worked up to, I have this number one pick, now I'm going to trade it. Unless you're going to trade it for like, Anthony Davis or something right. like that, which is, is not going to happen. So it, it, I feel like that if I could just like erase that from my Twitter timeline, any references, to the sun's trading the pig. <laughs> well, I mean, after,
1: after last year with what Boston and Philly did, I can, you know, depending on the situation, I can see the argument, but being that that top tier is two guys,
0: right? Exactly.
1: I mean, what's the point in trading with Sacramento? <laughs> None. No, no, no. You know,
0: no,
1: no. like unless you think you can convince them that you're going to draft the guy you don't want and you can squeeze an asset out of them so they draft him and then you get the guy you do want. But I mean, Really?
0: That sounds that sounds very, very confusing and and nitpicky and I can't imagine that ever happening. So let's just stop talking. We don't even need to talk about it anymore. I feel nope. like we have already given the idea of trading it too much time by discussing it for a minute. Cause I no, just no, just uh uh-uh, uh. No, no, no. No. At any rate, as always, we really appreciate everybody listening. Uh again hop on iTunes, rate, review and we'll read those from time to time when we remember on the pod. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter, feel free to hit us up in the comment sections, etc., etc. cetera. Et cetera. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at so says and paul at dervish of world and the pod is at fan the flames NBA. And for the record for those of you out there listening who also listen to solar panel Paul on the episode last week said that he got his Twitter handle from something his son did. <laughs> I just want to clarify and state the truth about that. He one hundred percent stole his Twitter handle from my fantasy football team name that about you had four given years up two ago. Two
1: years before, <laughs> right?
0: But you still have to give me credit from where you got the idea. Come on, man. So, <laughs> well, we're, like, whirling
1: we're like dervish isn't a thing that just exists out there. Dervish
0: of Whirl is completely different no oh, wait, I'm saying that's I, your, yeah I got you <laughs> no I, I know what you're saying I, I understand that it exists out there but it's a little too coincidental that that was my fantasy football team name and suddenly it becomes your Twitter, Twitter handle okay Okay. Uh, I'm just all I'm saying, uh, I'm uh, all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> so uh, again thank you very much for listening and depending on when you're listening have yourself a good morning good afternoon or good evening I got nothing Wow. (laughs) Take care, folks. Adios. (laughs)